Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him, and I'm so glad you could join me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about how we can simplify for the new year. Now, I know at this time of the year, everybody is talking about New Year's resolutions and what you can do to start off the year right and, you know, brand new you, lose weight, um, whatever it is. But I wanted to talk about um, how we can simplify and start our new year off right. But it's not really what you think, because I could sit here and I could give a whole list of ways of um, practical ways of simplifying how you can get rid of the clutter in your house, how you could purge of all the excess things. But you know what? There is nothing new under the sun that is written about all over the place. And I've written about it extensively. I have articles on my website. I actually even have a free download, a checklist on practical ways to simplify simplify for the new year that you can go over to simplylivingforhim.com today and find that. But what I wanted to talk about was really getting to the heart of simplifying. There is so much more to simplifying your life than just clearing clutter and, um, organizing and purging. And so many people nowadays feel so overburdened by stuff, right? We live in America. We have so much stuff. And um, people are feeling that it's a burden and they want to minimalize. They want to clear the clutter. And that's wonderful because that's really how I live. I am like the opposite of a hoarder. I throw everything away. (laughs) And um, I am constantly, you know, going through drawers and tabletops and, you know, do we need this? Do you want this? And getting rid of it if we don't. I don't like to bring in too much stuff into my house. I like... um, having our counters and our table cleared and my desk cleared, which rarely ever happens. But, you know, those are the things that I strive for. But, you know, everybody wants that. We're all looking to do that. We're all looking to clear the clutter. But I really believe that there is so much more to the whole idea of simplifying than just the physical act of clearing clutter. Simplifying really is a matter of the heart. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. So you may be surprised that I'm not going to sit here and give you a checklist. Like I said, you can find that on my blog. You can find that on numerous other blogs out there. Um, And I could tell you all day long how to simplify. But if we don't get to the heart of the matter, if we don't get to the root issues here, it doesn't matter. Because what happens every new year? We all do it. We all say, this is the year I'm going to be organized. This is the year I am going to stay on track with my plan. This is the year I'm going to keep the clutter out. This is the year I'm going to keep it simple. And as the year goes on, and we always start out great, right? It always starts out wonderfully. And as the year goes on, old habits start to creep back in and our old ways creep back in. So how do we stop that vicious cycle from happening? Well, we need to go to the root of the problem, which is our heart. And what does it say in the Bible? It says in Matthew, where our, our treasure is, there will be our heart. What are you storing up in your heart? What are you seeking contentment from? Are you seeking contentment from things? Or are you seeking contentment from God? Honestly, simplifying 
the whole heart issue is really so simple. Seek God first. Matthew 6, 33. Seek his kingdom and his righteousness and all of these things will be given to you. Folks, I believe that if you put God first, the clutter is not going to take over because you're going to be filled with God and all those voids that you're trying to fill with the clutter and all the other things won't exist. I also feel that one of the reasons we have disorganization and we have extra clutter and we have so much stuff and we feel overwhelmed and burdened with our things is really it's a matter of self-control. Again, going back to a matter of the heart. We are living as Christians and we should be bearing fruit. And one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. So many people say, well, I need to have a plan. I need to have a system. I need to, um, you know, take a, if, if we're dealing with mental clutter, people say, I need to take a break from internet. I need to just not have it. I need, you know what? You can have internet. You can have all the information in the world and you can have all the um, material things in the world surrounding you. If you have self-control and you say to yourself, I'm not going to fill up on, you know, Facebook posts today and what everybody else is doing, or I'm not going to waste my time on the internet. I'm going to spend my time in the word with God. That is an issue of self-control. We need to stop blaming the stuff around us that that is why our life is out of control or that is why we feel, you know, that we need to declutter and we need to start looking at our own selves. We bring the stuff in the house that causes clutter. We allow ourselves to get disorganized. We fill our minds up with the wrong things. We spend our time in the wrong places. And everyone out there know, I am not preaching this as, you know, excuse me. I am not preaching this as I um, am doing these things so I know more because Really? I'm preaching to myself. I never speak a word out of my mouth that I haven't lived through already. So these are all things that God has been dealing with me. And, um, you know, I've gone through saying to myself, I need to take an internet break. I need to just, you know, take Facebook off my phone because I can't handle it. No, I need to have self-control. And I need to take that issue to the Lord and say, look, Lord, I would like to be able to use social media, but I also know that, If I am on it too long, I can waste, you know, half my day doing things that don't matter. Lord, I'm going to seek you above the internet today, or I'm going to seek you above um, whatever else could be cluttering up my day. It's an issue between you and the Lord. It's an issue between... um, you and your heart and where your heart is. And like I said, I've been there. So anything I'm talking about today is not at all, oh, Karen DeBuse is so preachy because this is Karen DeBuse really talking to Karen DeBuse because that's what I'm doing. I'm sitting here in my pajamas (laughs) talking to myself. That's how I always feel when I record a podcast that I'm just sitting here talking to myself. But I'm sitting here, you know, with these things on my heart and always, always, it's because I've gone through it myself and I'm walking right alongside you on this road. I have been the um, planner addict 
project where I feel like at the new year, oh, isn't it so wonderful, everybody? The new year in January to go buy a new planner. It's empty. Oh my goodness. It's like this euphoria. You get home and you're like, I just want to be in the room by myself, lock the door with my coffee and maybe some chocolate or some snacks. And I'm just going to sit here with my new pen and fill in my new planner. I don't know what it is about that feeling that is so exciting, but I know that I've been there and it's like such a false sense of control. It's like, oh, just because I have this new planner, I feel like I have all this control over my life. No, God has control over my life, not the planner. What I need to do at the beginning of the year, before I even open that planner, is to take out my Bible, say, hey, I got this alone time. I'm going to sit in my room, close the door. I'm going to talk to God first. I'm going to submit my whole year to him. I'm going to say, Lord, We have a fresh new year ahead. How can I serve you most this year? What can I do to bring glory to you each day? Then open up that planner and see the plans that he's going to fill in. We cannot start thinking that we are in all this control because what happens halfway through the year? We start to feel out of control. That shiny new planner that was so full of hope and so exciting in January has now got crumpled pages and writing all over it and scribbles here. And sometimes you don't even feel like taking it out because it's too overwhelming, right? Because very slowly we're forgetting that God is in charge of this whole thing, this whole life we're on, this whole journey we're on. God is in control of it. And our life is supposed to be a reflection of him and we are supposed to be living for him. So if we get so caught up in all these things, we're going to take him out of it. And then we become overwhelmed. Then we become, you know, striving. Oh, I need to have the next best thing. Oh, I need to fill my home with this. Oh, I need to fill my home with that. If you are not filling your home with God first, it doesn't matter what else you fill it with. When you want to simplify for the new year and you want to purge your house of clutter, Pray over that stuff as you get rid of it. Pray over your house once it is clear of the clutter. And commit to not bringing anything else into that house unless God wills it to be so. Let your home be a haven for people where they can feel God's love where they can feel the hospitality that you are inviting people over, that you are a reflection of God's love. Who cares if your house has the perfect decorations if people come over and they're not feeling God's love? So before we clutter up our homes with more stuff, let's commit our homes to Him. Remember, simplifying is a heart issue. If you're constantly feeling that your house or your life or whatever is so cluttered up, whether it is with physical stuff or mental stuff or a busy schedule or whatever is weighing you down, you need to take that to the Lord because it's a heart issue. It's a self-control issue. Why are you always chasing after other things before him? People, really, once we are filled with God first, we don't feel the need to fill up our lives with a million other things. Once we are living for Him in first place, and He has, you know, number one spot in our life, 
We can get rid of striving after all these things that provide a false sense of contentment. We need to be seeking him first. So for the new year, if you are looking to declutter and you are looking to purge, like I said, that needs to be done. And there's tons of practical ways out there to do that. But don't do it without seeking God first because you will set yourself up to fail. It's sort of like when people go on a diet and they say you can't, you know, do a diet unless um, it, you, you're, you don't set yourself up to fail by like starving yourself. You learn how to make it a lifestyle and how to um, do it for the long term. You don't want to lose a whole bunch of pounds and then gain it right back. Well, with purging and with simplifying, it's the same thing. Before you can set out to declutter, you need to figure out why your life is so cluttered. Is it because you're filling up on material items because they sort of provide that instant gratification for a little bit? I mean, I was in Home Goods yesterday. I had a gift certificate for Christmas, and I was walking around, and there was a lot of things I liked, actually. And I kept thinking to myself, you know, what is the most practical thing to buy? Or what is the thing that's really going to provide an, ex, um, you know, a joy beyond just that initial purchase? Because we all know how good it feels to buy something. And then you get home and it's okay, it's fine, you know, and it gets set aside and the novelty always wears off. So if you're sort of addicted to that exciting feeling of buying things and getting home and setting it up, but then it slowly dwindles away... You know, you need to evaluate that. I believe that as um, Christians, when we are living with God in the first place in our lives, the clutter will automatically start to disappear because we're just not needing so many extra things. Um, I know when we have kids, and some of us have a lot of kids, and with kids comes clutter. And I get that. But we also need to be teaching our children the same exact thing that their number one priority is God. Of course we can have toys for enjoyment. Of course we can have things for enjoyment. But we cannot put all of our um, contentment and our joy into those things. We need to make sure in our hearts that we and we are teaching our children recognize that things just provide a temporary joy or a temporary contentment. But the reason that we're always in this world searching for something more is because we're forgetting we already have the most. There is no more. We have Jesus. What else do we need? All of the other stuff is just extra. So we need to, you know, do a little bit of a flip-flop here. It's not all of our stuff, all of our blessings are first, and we're so thankful and that we thank God for them, and then we enjoy God. No, we enjoy God first, and then when he gives us extra blessings, we enjoy them, but we don't put all of our contentment in them alone. So... Like I said, go on the internet. You can find many ways to purge, many organization ideas, but none of those things will stick because I have also done the organization thing. Like every year, I'm going to have a new system. I'm going to have a chore chart for the kids. I'm going to have a reward system for the kids. I'm going to you know, have an organization system for my desk. I'm going to have my files a certain way. I'm going to organize my... Um, 
homeschool room or my office or whatever it is. And then again, after a few months, it all starts to fade away. Once I get my heart straight and realize that, like it says in Colossians 3.23, everything we do, we do for God, then it changes. The, the system is secondary. As long as we're putting God first, then the system will stick in place. We won't get off track because we will be set with our eyes fixed on him. So I've been there. I've been at the new year where I'm going to make a new year resolution. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But none of it sticks if we don't put God first. If you want to make a new year's resolution this year, and I'm not sure if I really am a big fan of them, like I said, because they don't always stick. The one that you must do, and it has to stick, and there is no negotiating, is get in the word every single day. It will transform your life. It has transformed mine. It transforms your thinking. It transforms everything. So before you even start to simplify your new year, that is what you need to do first. You need to know God. The more you know God, the less everything else seems so important. You know, I'm, I'm reading in Acts 17 today, preparing for the retreat that I'm holding over the summer. And I just love this whole section about idols. And, um, you know, it says in Acts 17, 28, it is in him and God whom we live and move and have our existence. It all goes back to him. Anything else we put above him is idolatry. We can put our homeschool above him. We can put our family above him. We can put our house above him. We can put our career above him. We can put all these things that provide a temporary joy and fulfillment above him. And that becomes an idol. God says in his word over and over again, he will not have anything before him. He is first in our lives. And he doesn't do that because he's mean and says, I need to be first. He does that because he loves us so much. And when we do that, his best is, is provided for us. Because when we put him first, then everything else falls into place. It's when we have that out of order and we sort of put him down below, like, yeah, I'll read my Bible later. Oh, well, I didn't have time. I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow you get busy and it's next month. All of a sudden you haven't read your Bible and he gets, you know, put down there on the low part of the totem pole. He's all the way at the bottom because you have a million other things you need to do first. Put him first and life becomes much simpler. This journey I've been on to, to living a more simple life, it's a journey. I mean, I, I get cluttered. <coughs> I get um, wrapped up in worldly things every day. And I have to remind myself that I am living for God. And this journey that I'm in, if my life reflects him, then that is my purpose. But if my life is reflecting to the world around me that all I care about is stuff or, um, you know, that I'm just busy all the time and complaining about being busy and how is that reflecting him? I can't be living that way and glorifying God. So when we live a more simple life, it's much... Um, much less of a burden. 
we can be more free to allow room for what really needs to be first place in our lives. And I wanted to take a minute to tell you guys about the retreat. You've been seeing it all over Facebook, and I'll be promoting it quite often because I really am excited about what God is doing this summer. Um, I had this idea about many, many months ago about doing some kind of a, you know, my own speaking day thing. And then it sort of thought, you know, maybe I could do like a women's retreat rather than just a one day thing where we could just sort of get away, unplug for a bit. Um, you know, I pictured like a really beautiful setting, but I didn't really know what what was going on with this thought that I kept having? Like, where would I have this, Lord? Honestly, I'd love to have everybody over to my house. We have a beautiful setting here in our little um, farmhouse, but I don't have enough room for all my, the people that I'd like to bring. So I kept praying about it and saying, you know, Lord, what? where did this idea come from? If you want me to do this, then I know that I will just submit the plan to you and you will show me the way. And <clears throat> I sort of left it there for a while. And then... I just kept thinking about it and it would come back to me and I'd pray about it. And then I really thought, you know, I just pictured this great weekend to get away with other women. I could speak about simplifying because, you know, I go and I speak at homeschool conventions, but this would be different. I didn't want it to be just for homeschooling. I really wanted it to be a time where women could get away and focus on Jesus, focus on the fellowship of other women. You know, I'm all about real and authentic relationships. And I have seen when I have gotten together with other women to pray, that when people from all different walks of life come together for the sole purpose of seeking Jesus, it is a beautiful thing. We are all equal at the foot of the cross. And when we all come for the same purpose, I can't explain the feeling. It is just amazing. So I thought about, wow, to do a retreat where women from all different places in their life, all different places on their journey and their walk with the Lord could come together, but to seek the sole purpose of Jesus, what an amazing thing that would be. So anyway, <coughs> excuse me, I kept praying about it. And um, finally, one day I decided to... Um, go to the lodges at Gettysburg. It popped up on my Facebook and I remembered we had been there a few years ago and I thought that would be an amazing place to hold a retreat. It's a beautiful place. So my husband and I drove out there and um, with the kids one day, we made it a field trip. And as soon as we stepped foot out of the car, I said, this is the place. This is where I'm having the retreat. It is beautiful. It is exactly what I pictured. And um, it's unique because there's all these individual little lodges that sleep up to two to eight people. So you can bring your girlfriends and you can make a ladies weekend out of it. And I um, went ahead with it and booked it for the weekend of July 22nd to 24th. And I am just really praying that God is going to use this time. I mean, if he gave me this idea, I know he will birth it forward and he will, um, uh, you know, it'll unfold the way he wants to. Um, so we are going to be spending the weekend, July 22nd from Friday night to the 24th Sunday morning over at the lodges at Gettysburg. There are tickets that are for sale for the retreat. You can come just for the retreat. Um, you don't have to stay at the lodges at Gettysburg, but if you do, it's extremely affordable. And I'm telling you, the lodges are beautiful. You are going to feel like you are on such a luxurious vacation. 
And the setting is beautiful. There's a lake and the place. It's high, high up on a hill and it overlooks these magnificent views, um, these country views. It's just gorgeous. So it is the perfect place to have a time like this. I'm going to be speaking about simplifying and about um, all these topics, you know, that I write about. And I will get to sit down with you guys in person for real. And I love that. And we're going to have times of prayer and we're going to have times of worship. We're going to have casual times of just hanging out. And it's going to be so much fun. Now, the tickets for the weekend are just $99. We're trying to keep it really low because we want as many people to come as we can. I'm not in this to, like, make a big fortune or anything. I'm just wanting to do this weekend. So that includes... The retreat from Friday to Sunday, which is also including a refreshment reception Friday night down by the water. They're going to make a bonfire for us by the lake, and we'll start with worship and prayer and um, a welcome session. And then Saturday, that includes a lunch and, um, you know, the learning time, the prayer time, the worship time, and we will be fellowshipping together and we'll have the evening free. Um, Some people have even mentioned bringing their families and staying in one of the lodges as a family while the wife comes to the retreat. The kids can go to Gettysburg for the day. I mean, it's only like a mile or two out of the city of Gettysburg, and that would be a great um, little vacation time. And then when the retreat is over, stay an extra few days with your family or whatever. The um, lodges have kitchens in them, so you can bring food and make it really affordable. And the retreat ticket also includes Sunday morning breakfast, Um, and then we will also have prayer and worship time that morning. So I am really looking forward to this weekend. Um, my family is all working behind the scenes to pull it together for you guys. Um, we're doing this as a joint effort. So I need you guys to sign up. If you are coming, you need to sign up, um, and register. You can find that information at simplylivingforhim.com. This is going to be a weekend where we all come together. It doesn't matter what you wear. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter, um, how many kids you have, if you're a mom, if you're single, as long as you're a lady, (laughs) that's all we ask you to come. A lady who wants to seek Jesus, who wants to get rid of the clutter, who wants to get rid of the the distractions, and who wants to join with other women to seek him. Now, I'm not, I was calling it an unplugged retreat, but I don't want to give that um, illusion that we're going to like take your phones away from you or something. Not at all. But I think if you get this time, why not, you know, take it to just leave your computer at home. Um, You don't have to leave your phone at home because I know you want to be in contact with your family, but set it for emergencies only. And just take this time to relax and enjoy and rest and to seek him in such a beautiful place with other women. I am so excited about it, but I do need you guys to register so that we know how many are coming. It's not until July, but if you register now, you'll get that early bird ticket for just $99, which includes uh, reception, refreshments on Friday night, and uh, lunch on Saturday, and breakfast on Sunday, and all the fun in between. So I'm also looking for sponsors for the retreat. If you have any, um, if you have your own business or you are a company, um, please contact me about that as well at Karen at simplylivingforhim.com. So that's about the retreat, but it ties into this whole um, New Year simplifying um, topic. 
We are all about the heart issues over here at Simply Living for Him. I mean, there's so much practical stuff that goes on, but it all starts first with the heart. So if you're looking to simplify your new year, you must start with your heart, get in your word, seek the Lord, and ask Him to help you in whatever area is causing you the most clutter and distraction and whichever thing that you are putting above Him. And like I said, self-control. That is a fruit of the spirit. It all comes down to that as well. You need to have the self-control because the stuff of the world is not going away. The social media is not going away. The information age is not going away. So the physical and mental clutter isn't going anywhere. So you need to learn how to deal with it and not, um, you know, try to take it away. So, um, self-control is very important. Now, if you have any questions or you want to talk more about simplifying in the new year, head over to the Facebook page and we would love to discuss that. I love to talk with my readers or email me at Karen at simplylivingforhim.com and let me know what you think. Let me know how you're simplifying the new year and let me know what, um, you know, God is doing in your life. How is he working to help you simplify? You can also find my books at amazon.com. I'm hoping to write a new one this year. Um, so I will give more information about that soon. And I look forward to hearing from you all and I wish you blessings and joy in 2016. Thank you.